Hi, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I hope you are doing fine. Hope you have an amazing, positive, fun-loving day. Crack a smile, baby, because this life's short. Welcome to the podcast. This episode's brought to you by Promises Behavioral Health. Promises is a family of mental health and addiction treatment centers, and uh, they are based out of Nashville, Tennessee. Can't wait to go back to that place. Such a beautiful place. Great people. Good food. Good times. And they're ready to help you or your loved one stay committed and achieve your promise of recovery. Now, there's a lot of treatment centers out there that you can reach out to for help. And the question we get a lot is, how do I know who I can trust? How do I know where to go? Who do I call? What kind of questions do I ask? That's where Promises comes in. They're going to help you. I've personally worked with some of the team at Promises, and they're great people. They care. They have family. They have friends that are in recovery themselves, so they get it. In addition, such a very important part of this as well, they have highly trained staff members and a variety of treatment centers all throughout the United States of America. So to learn more about Promises, about the options that they offer, if you have questions for yourself, for a family member, here's what you can do. They put a great page together, the team over there, and uh, in for the Sober Guy Partnership, there's some pictures on there. I think me and Lucy are up there on one. We went out. We did a little photo shoot to help. Uh, they invited us out. They brought us out there to do a photo shoot to help represent families in recovery, to show that you can get some help. It's possible to change. There's hope. Never give up. And uh, I encourage it. If you're looking for some help, here's what you can do. You can go to promisesbehavioralhealth.com slash sober guy. You can check out that page that I was talking about. It's awesome there. They got some uh, some some great um, resources there that you can look at. Or you can just call. Maybe you want to pick up the old telephono. Give it a ring. 888-205-1890. Tell them that you heard about them from that Sober Guy podcast. And uh, ask some questions. See what your options are. Get the help that you need with some good folks that you can trust. One more time, let me give you that. Let me give you that phone number. It's 888-205-1890. And once again, please tell them that you heard about them from that sober guy podcast. All right. Let me give you a few resources that are still going on as we work our way through this coronavirus, COVID-19, stay at home, quarantine life-changing experience that uh, nobody really anticipated or expected or knows how to exactly navigate through. We're all doing the best we can, but I want to encourage you guys as well as myself, because I'm, I'm talking to myself too. It's what I'm doing right now. I'm talking to myself. There's nobody here except me and, and maybe you because you're listening in. So I feel like you're with me. I hope that you feel like I'm with you because in some weird way, we're together. But check this out. Here's the resources and here's how you can stay connected in this. It's so important. I talked to my sponsor buddy this morning about all kinds of stuff that was going on, dealing with a little bit of anger, with a little bit of frustration, anxiety a little bit. Then then I get back high, you know, on that high note again where I'm feeling gratitude and I'm I'm okay with everything. I'm sitting in it. Everything's an opportunity. I'm spending time with my family. There's a lot going on right now. I'm trying to work and still take care of business. I'm very grateful that I still have a job at that. So my point is all these things that are going on right? How do we deal with them? What do we do? We can't go to a meeting right now in person. We got to stay connected and we got to adjust and use the resources that we have. So first resource, 
Promises has rooted its alumni communities. My buddy Patrick from Promises heads up this community. There's plenty of virtual meetings uh, online offered weekly. Uh, They're on the Zoom platform. They're welcome to all people in all forms of recovery, no matter what you're going through, no matter what, uh, what you're recovering from or what brought you to recovery. You can go to promisesbehavioralhealth.com slash rooted and you can get the calendar there to see what meeting works best for you. Here's another resource. You can go to www.zoomaameetings.com and you can jump into an online meeting at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern every day. My sponsor buddy leads this one up. I was in there, uh, let's see, not last night, but the night before. I got to share on there this last Saturday. There's a speaker meeting every every Saturday, same time, 6 and six Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. And then the rest of the week, they're picking topics. They're going through some step stuff. Uh, one more time, that's www.zoomaameetings.com. And you can jump right in there and you can do that. I believe there is a meeting ID if it's your first time signing up for it. Go to our Instagram, at RealThatSoberGuy. And uh, you can find that meeting number or the meeting ID. I did make a post about it uh, on it uh, a couple of weeks back. So you can find that on there as well. So a couple of uh, resources for you. There's plenty more out there. Uh, Lots of podcasts, uh, lots of communities, lots of groups, Facebook, social media, jump on there, all kinds of stuff. But it's up to us to be. Uh, proactive in that and uh, and go out and get it. So let's get to the podcast today. Let's do this. That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Raymer. You're listening to That Sober Guy podcast, and we help people stay sober. Yes, we do. And I've been able to stay sober in the process by doing this. Is this awesome platform that God's blessed me with and uh, blessed me with sobriety, a beautiful family, all kinds of good stuff going on right now. It's the attitude of gratitude and I'm doing my best to stay in it through all of this madness that is going on right now and I encourage you to do the same. God is good. There's good things coming. Sometimes we got to fight our way through a storm in order to come out on the other side. And that's exactly what's going to happen. We're going to come out on the other side, bigger, stronger, faster, better, more positive, more together, united from all different backgrounds and all different parts of the world and the country and everything. I'm very, very confident and very, um, I believe in that to the core. I mean that. And I hope that, uh, I hope that you can find some of that, some sort of uh, relief if you're struggling out there through something, something positive, something good that has happened. Just trying to remember all the good things that God has done for us in our lives today. But welcome. If this is your first time listening, I just want to welcome you to the podcast. Um, You know, this isn't intended to be a platform to fix you or to... um, you know, solve all your problems. I don't, I definitely don't have all the answers. I'm just a dude in recovery who started a dumb podcast back in 2014 and um, have been able to, to put a few years of sobriety together and had my own fair share of ups and downs, which I still go through. I was in marriage counseling this morning at, at, uh, in, at 9 a.m. Uh, with my wife going through, you know, work, doing the work, showing up, putting in work. So it's a constant process. I've never arrived. We will never arrive. Uh, we're, we're just 
doing the best we can, putting one foot in front of the other and uh, trying to stay sober and trying to live a decent life. So um, be sure to check us out at thatsoberguy.com. You can connect with us on Instagram, at Real That Sober Guy. Give us a follow on there and uh, you can go to Twitter, at Shane Raymer, uh, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter. Wanted to mention real quick before we get into uh, to today's content, we put out some new California style hats, hoodies, tank tops, and t-shirts. They're super dope. I love them. I got a hat and a new hoodie coming. Uh, I already had one of the other hoodies. There's a couple of different uh, designs on there, different colors. You got some. I'm going back 80s, man. For those of you who haven't seen any of the Instagram stuff we've been doing, I shaved in just this gnarly 80s mustache right now i'm just digging it i got all the bright colors going on i'm just kind of trying to maybe i'm uh, going through a, either a midlife crisis or a quarantine crisis i'm not really sure what it is but i'm just feeling myself on some 80s stuff right now and i kind of started with this design when i reached out and had the uh the guy who made the the new california style um, logo for the hoodies, the tanks, the the shirts, and shout out to uh, to Teespring out there. They helped put some of the hat design together. They changed it up just a little bit, but appreciate that from those guys. Um, but when I when I had mentioned, hey, I want it to kind of look like this. Give me a California style logo or something. And so when I got him back, he sent me a couple of them, and I liked two out of the three were 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 super cool. And I said, well, I guess we'll just call them that. We'll just call them the California style stuff. So that kind of led into the mustache. Now I'm trying to get Jess to uh, cut me an old flat top. If, uh, if you can, here's what I want you to do. If you want to go to Instagram, you can follow, like I said, at at real, that sober guy. I need to find Jess's new handle here real quick. She, uh, what did she, let's see. I think it's on my story here. And it is Ram Family 100 at Ram R A M Family 100. She changed her handle, but she did a little quiz on here. Um, she po- she posted this um, this morning. She said we met with our therapist this morning. She suggested we might be mourning our normal life, right? Uh, which makes sense. We're going through some stuff, a lot going on right now, having a hard time with it here and there. It's a process. Then I sent her uh, a military flat top picture that I'd like her to cut into my hair. And she laughed and told me I was insane. Why would you want to do that? And I said, hey, I'm in mourning. Suck it. Like, let's do it right now. (laughs) So she put a quiz up there. Do I give him the flat top? Heck yes or um, no. So we'll see what happens. Your boy Raymer may be coming back with a fresh 80 stash and a super sick flat top, baby. I'm pumped about that. All right, but totally got off topic there. Go check out the hats, the hoodies, the tanks, the t-shirts. They're dope. I love them. Uh, support your recovery. You can help support us by doing that. You can go to that sober guy uh, pot. I'm sorry. You can go to that sober slash merch. I put the total wrong link in there. I put that sober guy podcast. It's not, it's www.thatsoberguy.com uh, slash merch. Uh, or you can go on Instagram at real that sober guy. Once again, and I have a link in there in the bio and it'll take you straight there and you can find it that way as well. All right, I wanted to read a couple reviews today. I haven't done that in a while. I got a couple new ones uh, not too long ago, and I just haven't had a chance to get to them yet, but I appreciate that. If you haven't, if the podcast has helped you in any way or helped a family member, 
We always appreciate it when you go on iTunes and leave a review on there, a five-star review, preferably if you dig the podcast. Uh, that'd be great. Drop us a little note. I sometimes read them on the show. Uh, this first one uh, says, fantastic, passionate podcast. I've been listening to Shane and his guests for two weeks now. Great recovery topics about real things going on in real life. Uh, this comes from, uh, Paul, I think it's Paulina, um, and I appreciate that not sure I got the name right there, but my apologies. Uh, I do appreciate that because try to keep it real. And I think that's what I love most about this. I can get on here and just be myself. And that's, that's all I try to do. Uh, so thank you for that one. The next one uh, comes from Gary from Toledo and said, great help in my journey. I started listening to this podcast about two months ago and it's become one of my favorites. Shane talks straight and real so much now that it feels like he's a friend of mine, very relatable and down to earth. This podcast has become one of my many tools in recovery. Check it out. It's awesome. Gary greatly appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Uh, it's an honor to sit up here and I love what I uh, have been blessed by God to be able to do is carry the message. And that's what it's about. Um, so thank you again. Once again, if you want to leave us a review, go to iTunes, click on leave a review. You can do that there. All right. Um, so we're going to kick this off today with an email that I got from uh, a buddy of mine, Josh, who lives in Sonoma, listens to the show. I've never met him in person, but we have conversated a little bit through email back. Uh, it's been a while now, uh, I think a year or two ago. And then he sent me an email just recently um, the other day and kind of kicked off where this topic I've fallen and I can get up came from. Um, you know, it, it, I, I guess it actually started before that because I've just been hearing about so many people that have been relapsing and so many people that are really having a hard time right now with this having to stay home, um, you know, and, and kind of readjust their lives to this, you know, what, what some people are saying, the new normal, I'm not going to refer to it that because I, I saw a great, um, a great, uh, uh, video today that I, I posted on my story on Instagram that Jess actually sent to me from uh, Pastor Stephen Furtick from Elevation Church, and he said, "What is normal?" You know, he said, "I, I don't, I don't know normal. There hasn't been a normal before." And I'm not going to try to uh, repeat what he said because it was it was great, and uh, I, I don't really remember a lot of it off the top of my head. I want to try to, um, I'll end up messing it all up. So you can go on there and you can find it on there. But um, basically. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on right now and people are having a hard time adjusting. Okay, let's just put it that way. And I know for Jess and I, it has been a task. There's been some ups and downs like the first couple of weeks. It was like, hey, my perspective on this, I'm keeping a positive attitude. It's a great opportunity to spend time with our family. You know, it was still new. So we had been so damn busy before too. It was a great time to slow down. And then all of a sudden, you know, now three weeks, four weeks have gone by. We're going into like week five, I think, somewhere right around there. And the reality has really started to set in that things aren't probably going back. Let me just leave out the probably. Things are not going back to the way they were before, at least anytime soon. And I think that's setting in for a lot of people. And so I know for me, I've had some anger with that. I've had some frustration with that. Um, you know, everybody has an opinion, everybody can debate stuff and, and we can play semantics and you can watch different news channels and, you know, read different stuff and find different stuff. At the end of the day, you know, I think everybody wants the same thing. They want some sort of normalcy. They want to be able to, um, not live in fear. 
you know, there's, we talk about a pandemic. There's a fear pandemic that I think personally is, is much worse than what's going on. It's not to diminish the fact that there's people losing their lives out there from, from uh, coronavirus. I, I understand that. And I do take it seriously. And I, I, I want to respect everybody out there who has a loved one who's been hit by this virus, whether they're sick or they've lost their life. It's a serious thing. No doubt about it. You know, and Jess and I and our family absolutely take that into consideration. At the same time, there's a lot of things going on that, that don't make a whole lot of sense, you know, and uh, I guess I'm, see, I'm even starting to get into it now and I don't want this podcast to be about that. I want, I want it to be, um, I want it to be, you know, positive and uplifting and I want to make sure that we're staying on point of recovery here. So let me just stop at this and just say, and, and, and we'll move on is that in the end, this is about us coming together. This is about us getting back on track as soon as we can. Um, this is also about uh, educating ourselves and, and trying our best to understand what is best for our families, um, for our cities, for our, for our communities, our counties, our states, and our country at the end of the day. And, um, you know, regardless of, of opinion, I think all of us want the same thing in that. And, uh, you know, I've had to ask myself, well, how do I get there? It's not by getting angry. It's not by getting frustrated, although I, I have some of that stuff, no, no doubt. I think a lot of us do. Um, but how, how do we get back to that? And I think there's some, there's some patience involved. Um, and uh, there's also the fact of we're going to go through some things sometimes. We're going to fall down. We're going to, uh, we're going to get knocked down. We're going to go through storms. And the question is, how do we respond to that? How do we get up or do we get up? Do we lay down and, uh, and, and just die, you know, or just, and I mean that metaphorically in some sense, I guess you can take it literally as well. Um, you know, either way, I, I mean it more metaphorically. Do we just lay down and give up, you know, and, and I've never done that. Have I ran from things before? Absolutely. It's a big part of my story. I, I was a runner, you know, I, I still am. Sometimes I tend to turn to that, but I've gotten much better at it. But, um, this is about coming together. This is about standing back up when we've gotten knocked down. If we relapse, if we mess up, if we make mistakes, if we uh, do things that we, we didn't intend for you know us to, to do, to say, to be, to hear, to why, I mean, any whatever it is. So Josh sends me this email and I go, man, it's such a great topic right now. So I wanted to read Josh's email and then we'll get into a little bit about this. I've fallen uh, and I can get up. We got a choice to make. And I got a couple of things I want to share with you um, that have you know, kind of touched my heart and, and made me really think about this whole process that we're going through as we adjust to these changes that nobody's ever seen before. So he said, hey, Shane, my name's Josh. I live in Sonoma County. He actually inspired me to start my own podcast. I got all my gear, my mics, my mixing board, camera, everything. The, uh, my podcast is going to cover helping people staying sober, as well as talk about life stories and experience working uh, at a treatment center in Mexico back in 2011. Uh, so exactly one week ago, I slipped up. I was working very long hours and working on the podcast at night. I was falling asleep behind the mic by 9 p.m. Then I had this thought one night that I need some help to stay awake. For some reason... I thought getting some, uh, getting some blow uh, would do that. I was awake all night. A few days went by. I did drink to bring me off of the bender. I flushed the last bit of it and flushed the rest down the toilet a couple of days ago. I haven't drank anything in a few days, but I'm definitely feeling like shit about myself. 
Before this, I had almost a whole year sober. I train in martial arts every day. I pray, I meditate, and my spiritual world opened up for me tremendously. Now, I know I'm human, and we all mess up, and I'm not trying to beat myself up about it, although I have been beating myself up for sure. You've been a voice of reason to me for a while now. I wanted to... I wanted to be a voice for others as well. I guess this current episode could be something about my podcast. Sure. Absolutely, man. Share, share your story. There's a reason these things happen because we get to share them with other people and maybe help someone. Uh, but anyway, he said, I hope to see more finds you would love to hear your take on this. Um, so, and he says, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying Sin- sincerely, Josh. And I, you know what, man, everybody's sincerely trying, bro. And I get it. Uh, there's, you know, there's going to have some ups and downs. We're going to go through some things in life. And first I just want to say, thank you. It takes a lot of guts to admit when we mess up and to reach out and, and write a, an email like that and, and admit it. So, you know, mad props to you, Josh, like it's awesome. And for those out there who are stuck in that spot right now, they don't know what to do. The first, the first kind of thing you can do is talk about it with somebody. Um, you know, addiction, alcoholism is cunning and baffling, just like it says in the big book. I don't understand it. Um, the more that I try to understand it, the less I do. And, uh, it, it's just, it's something that, uh, can sneak up and get us in a moment when we least expect it. And we can get into a dark place, you know, in, in a moment's instance, if we're not staying plugged in and, uh, and, and trying to do the things that, uh, that we, that we need to be doing. You know, that said, it's so important. That's, that is so important why we stay connected. You know, and that's why I give those resources out at the beginning of the podcast. Like you got, we can't go to, to a live meeting right now, but we have some online stuff. There's plenty of podcasts, there's groups, there's live, um, uh, men's groups and church groups. In fact, uh, as this goes live, we'll be doing the TFH men's podcast slash men's group tonight over zoom. And uh, you can go to tfh.org and, uh, and there's some information on there uh, about the men's group and how you can do that. We do a live stream and guys jump in and conversate and, and talk about it. So there's a lot of resources out there that you can that you can look into, you know, to help bridge that gap between, um, you know, some of the time right now, some of the downtime. But we got to step out and, and, and do that ourselves. So for Josh, I just want to say you know, giving ourselves grace in this, in these things, when we mess up, when, whether it's from a relapse or maybe it's just, we say something stupid, you know, I've said some dumb things this week out of anger, uh, not, not even really to anybody personally, but, um, like I said, I had a a conversation with buddy this morning when we met and I was just getting really, I was just getting irritated. I was getting angry, you know, frustrated with some of this stuff. And, um, you know, it's, it tends to be, although I think, I think, some of the points that I have are valid and I I don't still, even as of right now, at the end of the day, you know, maybe there's some deeper things that I need to really think and meditate and pray on, you know? And, and so that goes to, uh, Josh's point here and, and other, others of us out there who might be going through some of this stuff is, you know, maybe it doesn't start in that moment of we went and drank, you know, they say the relapse starts sometimes days, weeks, months ahead of time. You know, so that's something that we got to ask ourselves. And, and I have to be careful of that as well, dealing with all the stuff that's going on right now, making sure I'm staying plugged in, staying connected, um, talking to people, reaching out when I need help, uh, you know, letting down my pride a little bit and not saying I got this, I can do this because I still do that. 
you know, I, I definitely still do that. I got this. It's not, I tend to minimize stuff a lot. It's not that big of a deal. You know, the way that I'm feeling, nobody cares. And that's not even coming from like a martyr attitude. It's like, who, why do I even care about that? That's stupid. I shouldn't even be tripping on that when really, yeah, it might not be a huge deal, but it bugs me. And so I probably should say something about it just to let it out, you know? So, um, Josh, give yourself grace. Those out there who are struggling right now, or you relapsed, or you feel like you want to drink, give yourself grace. It's normal to feel like that. It's normal to mess up. It doesn't mean that it's an excuse to continue to do it. It just means that in the recovery community, that's one of the beautiful things is we're always here. We're always going to be here. This community is about, you know, making mistakes. It's about screwing things up. It's about getting a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh chance sometimes. You know what I mean? To make it right. We're imperfect human beings, you know, and with that, I think it's amazing to be able to have perspective to remember what God has done in our lives. Uh, and not only that, knowing that he can do it again. He can do it again. Not me. I can't do it. I make bad decisions a lot of the time when it's me. A testament to that is my attitude this morning on the phone and yesterday. Anger, frustration, because it was me. I forgot who the almighty man in charge is. It ain't me. You know what I mean? So when I remember what God has done in, in Jess and I's life, in my life, keeping me sober, um, all kinds of stuff. The list is endless. It's ridiculous. So I don't even believe it sometimes. And I know that he can do big things like that again if I put my trust in that, you know, put my trust in him, put my trust in the process. So I've fallen. So Josh, real quick, thank you again, man. Um, I wish you the best. Keep it up. Start that podcast. The best advice I give you for that is don't wait for it to be perfect. Record it and put it out. Best thing you can do, man. Just get it rolling. And good luck with it, bro. I hope everything works out for you. And uh, keep keep on keeping on, bro. Um, I've fallen and I can't get up. Uh, who remembers that commercial? Who remembers it from the late 80s, the 90s? Um, it was an old infomercial for a company I think called uh, Life Call. Here's what it sounded like. I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> so you may remember that, right? Now, sometimes when I started thinking about this, that's the first thing that I said it in my head. Oh, man, I've fallen, man. What happens when you fall? That's the first thing that came to mind. I've fallen and I can't get up. Kind of funny, right? Pop culture. Um, sometimes we have to fall in order to succeed. But a big part of that is the willingness to get back up and try again. Now, in the commercial or the, inf I think it was an infomercial commercial, uh, for those of you who do remember it, I've fallen and I can't get up became a really famous catchphrase in the late 80s, the early 90s pop culture based upon the line from the television commercial that I just played from a company called Life Alert. And it helped elderly people who had an emergency get the help they needed by wearing a, a device around their neck that called for help in the event they were hurt or maybe they needed some assistance. Really an amazing device, a great idea. I, I don't even know how many, but I'm sure it saved thousands of people's lives amazing thing right there. So just want to say, although it became a pop culture reference, kind of funny sometimes, still remember it. So this day at 38, you know, in the, in the eighties as a kid laughing about it, in no way am I making fun of any elderly person being hurt. That's just wrong. I have, I have grandparents, I have friends, have older people in my life who I greatly respect. I don't ever want to see that happen. However, the commercial was a bit funny and the line became a classic for us asshole eighties kids who like to poke fun at stupid shit. We had no emotional intelligence to comprehend. I've fallen 
and I can't get up. I can't get up. <laughs> Still funny. But how many of us have ever fallen? How many have you fallen before? Um, if you haven't, there's probably something wrong with you. <laughs> I've fallen hundreds of times, hundreds of times, probably thousands of times, messed things up, made mistakes, said dumb things, uh, been a jerk, been an idiot, done a lot of good things too. They go hand in hand, but man, I have fallen so many times. Um, think about a, think about a time that you have fell or fallen. You know, maybe it was off your bike as a kid. You know, maybe you fell off your bike or something. Or, uh, or maybe you fell off the wagon and you're drinking or using and you relapsed like Josh. You know, or maybe you had a marriage or a relationship that fell apart. Maybe you lost your job. A lot of people losing jobs right now and it feels like the world is falling down around you. Maybe it's falling financially. Falling down. I just said that too. It reminded me of Michael Douglas movie. Good Lord. That's a... That's a crazy one. I need to go back and watch that. His life was falling down around him and he completely lost it. Mental, mental, man, we talk about a mental health case right there. Whew, that's a rough one. But chances are everyone listening to this right now, you, myself, anyone else out there has fallen or had something fall apart at least one time in their life. Now, here's the question. Did you get back up? Did you get back up or did you lay down and did you give up? We're going through an unprecedented time right now in the world, right? We've heard many people say that it's unprecedented. That's like the, the buzzword. It's an unprecedented time right now, but it is. And many people are feeling anxiety. They're feeling stress. They're feeling financial worry. They're feeling sickness. They're scared about their health. They're scared about their loved one's health. I understand the severity of the situation uh, many of us face, you know, I do. And I think about it and many people are falling or relapsing right now back into addiction, plain and simple. It's sad. It's, it's a terrible thing. And we're hearing about it more. We're hearing about abuse, you know, um, because people are stuck inside with each other. There's a, there's a lot of, of crappy stuff going on right now, you know, and with the relapse thing, you know, to, to an extent for me, it, it's understandable that people want to drink right now. And that's why I always say like, don't, you're not weird. You're not a bad person because you want to drink or get high. That's not what's that's, that's not making you a bad person. It doesn't make me a bad person to have those urges, those thoughts, because they're, they're normal. They happen in times of stress. We turned to that for how many years? Me, it was seven, roughly 17 years. You know, and, and, and really in the last five, like really hard, like that was my, that was my crutch. That's all I knew how to turn to, you know, so to unwind that <clears throat> it doesn't happen overnight. Mm. Had to get a quick drink there. My throat's getting a little dry, but it does not happen overnight. You know, it takes years to unwind some of this stuff. But if you fall, that's the question. Are you going to get up? Are you going to give up and stay down? Now, God gave us all free will and he gave us the ability to choose. See, we only fail when we choose to quit. So technically, we never fail if we don't give up and we never fail if we don't quit. So what's your life call basically is what I'm getting at. What is your life call? What's your I've fallen and I can't get up? Is it reaching out to a friend or a sponsor? Is it reaching out to 
uh, some professional help. You can call Promises. That's why we partner with those guys because they're like a life call. It's a lifeline right there. You can reach out to them. You can get to a Zoom meeting, www.zoomaameetings.com. Uh, get plugged in. You know, there's all kind. Get to a social group, private Facebook group, Sober Guy, Sober Girl. Get on uh, social media. Check out some other podcasts, Google Sober Podcasts. There's tons of stuff out there. There's all kinds of resources for us going through. Get some professional counseling if you have access to that. It's okay to reach out and do marriage counseling. Jess and I had a session this morning. Like it's okay. You know, it's important. We exercise our bodies. Why would we not exercise our mental health, our spirit? Why would we not do that? It's imperative to us being healthy, you know, to, to being healthy in a, in a, in a solid mindset where we can get through some of the things that are going on right now. Cause they're not easy, you know? So what is your life call? You know, maybe it's calling out to God and asking for help and truly surrendering to whatever it is that's got a hold of you right now, whether it's fear, fear of finances, you know, fear of losing a relationship, fear of losing your health, whatever it is, maybe it's truly surrendering, giving that up in the moment. I wanted to, to, to leave this too. Proverbs 24, 16, for though a righteous man falls seven times, he will rise again. We can get up, but do we choose to? That's what it is. You know, I fell many times before I got sober. Many times. I tried to manage my alcohol and drug use for years on my own. You know, I would go back and forth. I would go from alcohol and then I'd go back to drugs. Uh, I'd smoke weed. I'm going to quit drinking now. I'm just going to smoke weed. And I'd do that for a week, a couple weeks, you know, and then all of a sudden I'd have some drinks one night and I'd be right back to drinking. And then one night I'd have some drinks and I'd get some cocaine or whatever. You know, one night I'd drink or smoke and I'd get some pills and it was like a buffet for me, right? Just trading off, trying to, trying to switch it up. I tried to quit alcohol so many times on my own and drugs. It never worked. I could never do it on my own. I would put together a few weeks here and there, a few days, a few weeks, almost made it to a month. One time I tried only drinking on weekends, only drinking beer, only smoking weed, a two drink minimum, limiting my intake, only drinking on days that ended in Y. I finally did quit in 2012 for 20 something days. But here's the funny thing about that. I remember this clearly. We did, we did a, so I was in a group with my buddy, Chris, uh, pharmacist, Chris, uh, he goes, he's, his, uh, his, uh, beat name was hip hop name. And I did a lot of music back in the day. It was a lot of fun. I did a lot of drugs and drank during this times trying to, trying to be a rock star and be in the music business and thinking I was cool. And, uh, it was a good time, but it really didn't serve, a, a, you know, actually it did serve a purpose. I learned a lot during that time and I had some good times with some of my homies in that, in that time, no matter what, but we had a group called chemical diet. And so you can imagine what that looked like, right? We put a, we put a full length album out. It's on iTunes. You can find it. Just Google it. It'll come up. There's 18 songs on there that we put out over a two year period of hanging out and doing drugs and drinking. And you know, one of the one of the things I don't talk about on here often is my, my buddy, Chris, he almost died in, in a car accident uh, about six months before I got sober, which was a big wake up call for me. He was in a coma for 54 days or 56 days, uh, massive brain swelling, drove off the overpass, had to get life flighted out, was not in a good way and almost lost his life. And, um, you know, put a lot into perspective for me in all that time we spent together, uh, you know, recording and, um, you know, have, having a good time. And, you know, while we were doing that though, 
and a shout out to Chris. He actually came on the podcast. Man, it must have been the first the first 10 podcasts when we first launched Sober Guy, Chris was on there. So you can go back and listen to that. God, I, I haven't listened to that since we did it back in 2014. Uh, I wonder what that sounds I have a hard time listening to myself and especially a lot of the old stuff, um, you know, because you change, you know, you, you go through different times in your life and it's probably good that I listen to that stuff. I think there's some fear there for me in listening to it and being critical and judgmental and judging myself and where I was at and why did I say that and how could I be like that? You know, those types of things. So there's some insecurity and stuff there uh, for sure. But in any case, I'm, um, I'm blabbing on about something I didn't intend to. Here, here's what I'm getting at here. So we were, um, we were recording, we had, we had put out the chemical diet album. And I remember I, I was trying to stay sober for like, I had like 20 something days and a buddy of mine, Vic every year, Vic is a chef. Vic is like a, he's like uh, a man of many trades. Like dude can barbecue, he can cook, he's an electrician. He's like, um, he's got all these different a gardener. Um, and when I mean gardener, I mean a gardener, like growing some, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's got a lot of good skills. Okay. We'll just leave it at that. And he put on this thing every year called uh Thanksgiving. And it was, uh, basically what it was is, so he would cook and he would use massive amounts of very potent pot butter. And we'd have a big party. There'd be comedians. There would be, um, uh, music acts and, uh, there'd be some speaking involved and everybody would get together and they would make two sets of Thanksgiving dinner. One of them would be no pot butter and no, you know, no ingredients using that. So if you didn't, if you wanted to just have a regular one, you could do that. There was also the side that had, um, just Thanksgiving dinner but everything was made with pot butter. And so not only did you get stuffed and fat by eating Thanksgiving, you got higher than shit, uh, in the process. And not only that, while they're eating, I remember this, we were up there, we were, we did a little set there for chemical diet and we were up there and we were playing. And I just remember just in slow motion looking around and like the whole room in this Oakland, I don't remember if it's a, like a little moose lodge or something, but the whole room is just filled up in smoke and everyone's just smoking these gnarly just huge cuban cigar style blunts and and you know dinner's getting passed around it's actually kind of fun to be honest <laughs> it's a good time man it's like hilarious too i mean everyone's just hiring a kite and they're drinking there's a full bar so here's what i'm getting at though is i was like 20 something days sober trying to do this on my own i think this was in 2012 maybe late yeah late 2011 we put out chemical diet 2012 this is when this happened so i'm still a couple of years before i go into rehab so i'm starting that process of trying to quit because i know i have an issue here so we go to do this set i'm trying to be sober and I remember having some anxiety before we did our set because we didn't practice very much. We were too busy getting high. And I didn't have faith in the uh, the practice skills that Chris and I had put together before we were going to go do this in front of a few hundred people, perform this little set. And I, I, I collapsed. I couldn't take it under the pressure. And I remember I was supposed to be driving back home, you know, because Chris wasn't sober at the time, although he had had some sobriety time before he, he had went back himself. This is before his accident, obviously. Um, so I sneak off to the bar and I take a couple shots of vodka, you know, to loosen up a little bit because I'm so... You know, I just realized I can't do this. You know, 23 days, I'm white knuckling it, trying to like stay sober. And I'm like, screw this. I'm, I can't do it, man. I got so much anxiety right now, social anxiety. So I go pound a couple shots and try to hide them. And uh, that blew my 20, 
something days of sobriety right there. I didn't, I didn't tell Jess at the time. She, you know, she was under the impression I was trying to, to stay sober. Well, that actually, you know, wait, I just, I just realized this. That would have been okay. So um, that wasn't 2012. It must have been 2000. This is totally irrelevant, but I'm put. I have a hard time putting these time spaces together. This was Thanksgiving, duh. So it was around Thanksgiving time. So it would have been before that. So as I'm trying to put this stuff together, I know my timeline's a little bit off here, but it's quite a few years ago and many blunts and alcohol abused binges and in between. So forgive me, please. I'm not perfect. Um, Thanksgiving, I, I ruined the sobriety. We ruined the set. The set was shitty, in my opinion. Wasn't good. Um, I felt dumb afterwards, so I drank more. I went back home, and as New Year's rolled around, I said to myself, you know, I, I think maybe I stopped, you know, for a couple more weeks after that, but New Year's rolled around. We were still having all the same financial problems. Everything was shitty still, and I had the brilliant idea that, uh, man, alcohol wasn't really my problem. Alcohol wasn't my problem. You know, I still, I, I tried to quit, you know, and I still have all the same stuff. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go back to drinking, you know, and, um, that's what happened. You know, that's what happened. I was faced with myself. I was faced doing life on life's terms, not Shane's terms. And after, you know, a few weeks, a few weeks here and there, and then I messed up at the show. And then a few weeks here and there again, I went back to, to, to drinking again on New Year's because obviously, uh, you know, alcohol wasn't the problem. Good. Brilliant. Right. Brilliant. I, here's the point. I couldn't do it on my own. I couldn't do it on my own. I tried. I needed a life call. I needed a life call, baby. I needed it. And I, I couldn't get, get up. up. I couldn't get up. I couldn't do it. I could not do it on my own. I apologize about the, the sampling and I overdid it. I know, but I fell so many times before I got the help I needed. But here's the thing. I didn't quit in 2012 or 2011, whenever it was when we did the chemical diet show and it got all messed up and I thought I sucked and I went back to drinking you know, it took some time. It took some patience. I kept drinking for a while. Chris got in his accident. I still drank and, and used drugs for six months after that. Even after that, my friend almost lost his life, you know, but I didn't give up. I got back up. I brushed myself off. I kept going. I fought back through the really hard times. And when I finally made the choice to fully surrender and go all in, things started to change. But I had to have some support around that. I had to have some community, had to have some accountability. Here's one of my favorite lines ever. I had to just show up and I still have to just show up. Remember that just show up and let God do the rest. Cause when I do that, everything seems to work out much better than when Shane tries to control it. I just got to show up and I need to apply. I need to take my own damn advice today as I record this per my conversation with buddy this morning out of anger and, and, and fear and all that stuff. And I need to take that advice myself and just say, Raymer, just show up. God's going to take care of us. There's some good things coming. There's some good things coming that are going to come out of this storm. You know, my, my, my boy cash, uh, some of you listen to the show, follow us on, on Instagram and, uh, and, and cash is quite the character. We've been doing a lot of skating lately. And, um, this guy, He's so funny. He's five years old. And this dude is like, it's like, he's like 45 at the same time. We're sitting in there. He wanted to change his name to shred. Okay. I'm not even joking. He straight asked one night, like a week or two ago, we're sitting in the room. He goes, Hey mom, how much money would it be? Uh, if I could change my name to shred, 
<laughs> and we're just dying. Like, are you kidding me, kid? And he, I think the other one was, well, what about dude chill? I could be dude chill Raymer. And he's just hilarious, man. He just keeps me on my toes and cracking up. And so we've been skating a lot lately. I posted a lot of videos of us at the skate park. Uh, we tried to go to the skate park a couple of weeks ago. I think I mentioned this on one of the recent podcasts and it was the gates were locked and, and he was upset and he cried and I got pissed off about it. You know, this is bullshit. Like shouldn't be closed. And you know, whole nother story there. Um, you know, but he's, and he's crashed a few times before, you know, and that's why, um, you know, it's an, it's inevitable, right? He's skating, he's skating, he's five, he's learning and stuff. So he's, you know, he's, he's going to crash. And I had proposed changing the name to crash instead of shred. No bad joke. Terrible. Not going to be funny. Right. But he has, he's crashed and he's gotten hurt a little bit, scraped his knees and elbows up and, and whatever. Right. It's part of the thing, you know, always, um, you know, but I, I've, here's the thing. I've always kind of been there to catch him and, and definitely encourage him to get back up when he falls. Right. If you fall down, buddy, hey, bud, get up, man. All the pro skaters, they fall. They get hurt sometimes. You got to get back up and keep trying. And so he's always been able to, to pretty much do that. And so does Jess. Jess encourages the heck out. She's like a professional encourager. She's like 20 times better than me at that crap. Like I am learning, but she's really good at it. So he's got a lot of encouragement behind him, his family, his, his friends, um, you know, which is great. So we're skating the other day. And we're skating at the high school parking lot, which we've been doing the last week or so. It's right across from our house. Big open lot. Plenty of place to ride around. And we're playing cops and robbers on the skateboard. And he's switching off from his bike to his skateboard. And, you know, we're cruising around and having a good time playing basketball. And it's starting to get dark. It's about 8 o'clock, 8.15. And I'm telling him, bud, we got to go, dude. It's getting dark. Mom's waiting for us. I, uh, You know, I checked my phone and she had texted us. And... You know, he did the, he wanted to go off the curb again because the day or two prior to that, uh, he was shredding the gnar and hitting some curbs. And he was using my, uh, I have an old Rob Roscop Santa Cruz skateboard that just shreds. It's like riding a snowboard almost. It's so, it's the best. It's so fun to ride. Just carves so nice. And it just got big fat wheels on it. And you can just cruise and feel the wind and uh, really, really fun to ride. He likes riding that thing because it's big and it rolls a lot faster than his uh, little Santa Cruz board that doesn't have the big wheels on it. So he goes, dad, I just want to go down one more time. Let me just do it one more time. I go, bud, it's dark, dude. We, I can't really see you right there. He goes, no, no, no. I want to do it. So I'm like, all right. So the one more time dad thing comes out. And as soon as I hear that, I've been there before. I did one more time snowboarding back in the day with my homie, Scotty. Yeah, we're going to do one more run. And I broke my collarbone at half that day. Never forget that one more run. Never do it. I'm just going to do one more time. It's like that hit, right? I'm just going to take one more hit and then somebody dies. You know, it's terrible. Happens sometimes though, you know? And uh, I had that feeling, though, is what I'm getting at here is like, one, one more time, Dad. So uh, I said, okay, bud. He gets back and he goes. And I realized this later when we got home how tired he was. He was really tired at that at this point. And it was so crazy. He started to go and he started to go off the curb. And he just like, normally he's got his legs bent and he's just in it and he's shredding and he's just going. And it was really weird. He just like stood up straight. And the board just kind of fell off the front of the curb and he just went flying straight forward and his arm bent back this weird way. And I saw it. I saw it like I saw the way his arm was bent when he landed. And he, thank God he didn't land on his arm. So he didn't like snap his um, 
his forearm or whatever. I don't know what, can't remember what bone that is. He didn't snap that in half, but it's the ul- ulnar, I think is how you say it, or ulnar um, bone in your elbow area. And uh, so as soon as he fell, you know, I saw the way he landed and immediately just started screaming and crying, right? And I'm like, oh shit. I definitely dropped to oh shit on that one. And I swoop, because I was close to him. I was, I mean, I, I wasn't right in front of him, but I was right to the side of him. And so I swoop him up real quick and he's like holding his arm and I'm just, he's got snot coming out of his nose and he's, and he's crying and I feel terrible. And I'm like, buddy, it's okay. It's okay. You're all right. You know, let, let me, let me look at it. I'm trying to like kind of be careful with his arm and I want to take his jacket off so I can see. Um, and, and so, you know, it's, I don't know, like. It was, it was terrible. You know, I'm even kind of getting choked up just thinking about it. Cause it's just my little dude, man. It's like my, my, my little guy, man. I felt horrible. Right. Um, and, and he's, he's sitting there and as I get the jacket off and I look at his arm, it's already starting to swell up and I'm not sure that it's, that it's broke or fractured yet, but I'm, I'm definitely sure something's wrong because of the pain. Right. And here's what he says to me. He goes, he goes, why didn't you catch me, dad? <laughs> and it's just like, I just kind of went back and I was like, man, you know, and, and I had to explain to him that like, buddy, I'm sorry. Like I, there, that happened so fast. Like, even if I would have been right in front of you, I don't know that I would have been able to catch you because it just, it happened so fast. And I also had to, t- I didn't tell him this then I, I told him this later on after I, you know, we kind of got back home and got collected. I said, you know, buddy in life, like, there's going to be times like when I'm not here to catch you, bud. Like, you know, that's, that's something that all of us have had to learn at one point in our lives as shitty as it is. Like, uh, you know, that, that, that our, our, our fathers, the people that we love when we're kids, they're not always there to save us. We got to learn things on our, on our own sometimes. And I had to tell him that, and it was really hard like to, to tell him like, you know, but I hope that it was a good learning experience too, that like sometimes we're going to have to fall to learn. And we have a choice whether we get to get back up. Now, he he did get back up. The first thing he said, I don't ever want to ride a skateboard again. I don't know why he did this. Why didn't I listen? You know, he's going to, down that thing. I said, bud, it's it's done. You know, it's, it is what it is. Um, you know, so in any case, real, real quick, the next day we, we had to go to the doctor. And he's got a big cast on his arm now. And, you know, he's got a broken arm for five weeks. He got to sit there through all this quarantine crap or stay-at-home stuff. You know, however long that goes. And he's got to be in a cast. But... Um, you know, explaining to him that like, I'm not always going to be there when you fall, you know, and I'm not always going to be there to catch you is, um, you know, it sucks. Right. And, and like, I've felt like that. Let, let me say this. Like I have felt like that with God sometimes. Like, why God, like, why, why didn't you help me? Like, why didn't you stop this? Or why did this have to happen? Like, why didn't you catch me? God, you know what I mean? Like, why, why'd you let me fall? You know, and I, I I try to understand those types of things. And like, the more I try to understand them, the less they make sense, the more clinging and suffering it creates for me, you know, like I've realized there's a freedom in acceptance, right? Like we access a part of ourselves that sometimes we never even knew existed when we can surrender to the process. Um, and then we understand that sometimes like we have to fall in order for God to use us uh, in the, in the way that he intended our lives to play out. Like this is surrender. This is acceptance. Um, You know, this is, this is purpose, I guess this is 
you can find your true purpose in that. So, uh, you know, I hope it's a good lesson. I know it's a good lesson for me. I hope that, you know, Cash, as he gets older, he remembers, you know, that time he broke, broke his arm and like, you know, can use the same thing. Like, man, sometimes we fall. Like, I'm going to encourage him to get back up and get on his skateboard. You know, as soon as that cast, actually, as a matter of fact, our friend Jen, they went out earlier today. He met with his with his best buddy, Kaysen. That dude was riding his bike earlier. She sent me a picture of him riding his bike with his cast on already. So I just remembered that. He's already back gotten up. You know what I mean? He's already up and he's going for it. So if I if, if you're struggling right now, here's, here's what I want to say. We're going to wrap this thing up. If you're struggling, I want to tell you there's still hope. You may have fallen, but you got a choice. You can get back up and keep going, or you can lay down and die. You can lay down and give up. Uh, I know sometimes it feels easier to just give up. I've been there. I've been in your shoes. I've been wanting to quit. And so have so many others out there. You're not alone. It's okay to feel that way. Some of us are going through some really serious stuff. Maybe it's death, the loss of a loved one, the loss of a job, relationship, anything that it is that you're struggling with right now, We've all been through some of that at some point in our lives. The chances are when you talk to somebody that can relate and that's a perfect opportunity, right? Talk about that kind of stuff, get it out. Sometimes there's not a whole lot we can do about it. That's why that surrender piece is so big. We get rid of that suffering. We get rid of that clean that creates the suffering, you know, to the past stuff. That's what our counselor told us today. You're in mourning. You're in mourning of your old life a month ago that was free. You know, that's a tough thing to swallow right now for a lot of us. I still, you know, my acceptance piece in that is not coming easy right now. That's why I'm going to be in a meeting tonight at, at 6 p.m. Pacific, you know, into the Zoom meeting because I need to be there because my acceptance in that, it ain't happening right now. You know, that's a whole nother topic. Maybe we'll do a podcast on acceptance here coming up. It's a good, good point. But I just want to encourage you if you're feeling any, anything like that, you know, let me actually, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this right now. Listen, does God have something more for you? Why don't you ask yourself that? Does God have something more for me? Do you feel that in your gut? Does God have a purpose for your life? Do you feel that purpose inside your gut burning? I know I did. That's a big reason that drove me to get sober. I had this burning desire to find out what it was. What more is this life about? What This isn't it. This isn't my life. Just being a drunk and being a zombie, you know, not living in reality, only my perception of reality. It was terrible. And if you feel anything like I felt, that burning desire in your gut, in your soul, that there's more to this life than being a slave, a slave to addiction, a slave to anything and everything that you've ever been told or made to believe is true about yourself, that you know deep down is not true, that I want to encourage you and I want to challenge you to get up and fight. Reach out to someone. Find a meeting. Call a friend. Hit me up on Instagram, at RealThatSoberGuy. Tell me about it. You can do it. I want to thank Josh again for the email, for having the courage to reach out. Uh, check this out too, real quick. He doesn't even know, but by Josh, by you reaching out, having the guts to reach out, you may have just helped someone else. You may have just helped someone quit or helped someone who's having a bad day just by sharing a little bit about your story, your journey, what you're going through. And that's what this is about. That's why we talk about it, you know, and, and maybe Josh, you know, help somebody. Maybe that's you that's listening right now that Josh helped. That's amazing stuff right there. And so it's our, it's part of our kind of duty and job to give back. That's why we show up and there's nothing better than getting out of our own heads by showing up and serving somewhere. If it's just being there, just taking up space in a virtual meeting, showing face, you know, it's, it's a good thing. So I hope something spoke to you today. 
Um, I appreciate you guys. I thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, if you have any feedback or anything, feel free to hit us up Instagram at real that sober guy. You can go to that sober guy.com. Uh, check out the new merch, the hoodies, the hats, grab yourself a hat. They're so dope. Uh, let me know what you think. Take a picture of them, post them on Instagram, tag us in it. And, uh, we'll, uh, we'll re, uh, I said retweet him, but, uh, whatever the word is, we'll put them up on ours too. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Peace, love, respect. Uh, thank you to promises. Thank you to everybody for listening. Love you guys. Keep your blood clean.